Calm down, girl, this your body put in my heart for lockdown, for lockdown, oh lockdown. Girl, you sweet like phantom, phantom. If I tell you, say I love you, you know they for me and down, no younger, no tell me, no, 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 oh, 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 oh. Aisha here from God FM and yeah that song was just to give you a flavor for how powerful things are in the world and uh, basically you're putting your body in lockdown you're putting all of your ownership of yourself your will into the power of God you're surrendering everything and you're admitting that you are nothing without God. We're all sinners. No one is perfect. No one. Not a single person in this world is perfect. But my sermon today is God is in control. <laughs> and it's just actually just crazy. It's so funny. It's very, very funny. And that's why I had to play that song, because actually I thought it was so funny. It just put me in a really good mood. Uh, <laughs> because actually... Uh, Everyone's crazy. 
aren't they? The world's gone mad. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got to surrender everything over to God. Admit that we are sinners. Accept that God's way is the only way. <laughs> and he has got you in the palms of his hand and no man can pluck you out. Um, we make our own choices as well. This is another big thing, you know, in your life. You're going to have so many choices of things to do. And obviously, if you run off and make these choices without consulting God, that's where you can end up, you know, in a, in a strange situation where you don't know where you are and you're not quite sure how to fix it. All because you didn't go to God in the beginning. <laughs> but like that song, all sounds very uh, bouncy. It's all very fun and exciting as well. Life is good, you know. The other thing is, you are in control of everything. Your own memories, your own uh, life, the way you feel. Um, it's when you realise that God is in control of everything <laughs> and you must actually stop worrying. <laughs> Uh, you, you really stop worrying and stop caring about everything. He says, if you worry about tomorrow, you know, you, you, you shouldn't bother worrying about tomorrow because today has enough worries of its own. <laughs> oh dear. I've been on such an incredible journey of learning. Oh my goodness. It's been amazing. But, uh, and it's changed me. Um, basically, I've been on this little wonderful journey. Well, it's not been so wonderful. It's been quite a struggle, actually, of um, desires of the flesh um, and the hearts and finding out that God's in control anyway. So why are you even worried about it? Why are you even caring about that when you know that it's all according to his will? And if you surrender to his will, then you'll have authority because the truth and the light and the word and Jesus have authority over darkness. So if you're in confusion and you don't know where you're going and what you're doing, that's because you're following the darkness and you need to be standing on the rock back with Jesus again and just get it all from him. If you've got lost and you've got confused, it's because you didn't consult God uh, in the first place. Very, very interesting. He will let you go off and do what you want as well. It's so very interesting, it is. I pray you're all having an amazing day. Uh, as I say, it's Aisha from God FM and God is in control, Sermon 13th of May 2023. Hmm. It's also very interesting that everything that happens to me, I always have dreams about it. Uh, so, you know, I had dreams yesterday uh, about videos of uh, people having what they want, their own videos like a video show reel. And it was uh, God's will versus your will. Uh, those people who follow their own will. Um, and then other ones with people who follow God's will. <laughs> and they looked very similar, really. The only difference was there was confusion with the identities of segments of the show reel. Uh, because uh, that they couldn't identify the, the what was going on emotionally and what they wanted because there was confusion and darkness. So um, the videos then didn't actually fit the template of what truth is. Yeah, so very interesting it is. Yeah. So I love you all in Christ. 
Um, I've got so many lovely things to share with you today. Hmm. So my first heading is, who are you? Question mark. Our identity in Christ is a function of our relationship with him, knowing our authority and dominion in Christ Jesus makes us aware of who we are in him. Embracing the authority that is in Jesus reveals to us what our true identity is in him. Our identity in Christ is a function of our relationship with him. Okay. Just had a bit of a download. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, so good. Okay. So, right. So what happened with me is I wanted something I couldn't have. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't what God wanted for me. Okay. So what God then showed me is ah, you've got everything you want. You really have. There's people out there who haven't got what they want. They don't know what they want. They're not standing on the rock. I needed to get lost so that I could be found. It also helped me move on from the past and cut some chains of bondage that I hadn't probably let go of. But to recognize that I hadn't as well. Sometimes we block things off. We don't realize that we've still got emotional attachments to things. But when I'm... When I went full circle, it was so nice because I was able to find my true identity in Christ and stand for that and fight for that because God has shown me that his plans are so much more beautiful than anybody could ever make for me. Um, so I think that's the thing, you know, because we've also got to know that God's in control of everything, the good and the bad, the right, rich and the poor, and the, you know, night and day and diddly dumb and all that other stuff. When uh, you go off on your own little tangent, you're not part of the truth and the plan and the will of God. So then that takes you on a totally different tangent. <laughs> and then you're lost because you haven't got the light of Jesus showing you where to go. Um, and it's, it's, your heart also confuses you because it's I want that. Um, but actually, you don't really want it. That's where confusion comes in and you start being mixed up about things. And, and also, I found if it's not meant to be, uh, God always makes it really tricky and very difficult as well. Because <laughs> uh, it's not from God. It's full of confusion. And that's from the enemy. But God's in control. So everything's a test as well. It's a test on your will versus his will. Um, you see, if you don't really trust God, yeah, then you might start leaning on your own understanding. There, there's different ways this can happen. One, you're led astray with something of interest. <laughs> and then you start to doubt God's plan for your life because... You're going in two di directions, you're on the fence, you're double-minded. Um, and that's where you get lost. Uh, then there's the other way where you can be in a situation and it isn't a lust that's led you astray. It's just that you started to believe lies or 
you're hanging around with the wrong people who are bringing up your past, won't let you be your new you. You know, when you're reborn in Christ, it's all about you. <laughs> okay, just give you an idea. <laughs> all right, so uh, when I was uh, going through some sort of changing my structure in my mental uh, makeup and also in my heart and realigning with the Lord, it was quite an emotional journey. And I had to sort of, it was uncomfortable because I had to have a repotting, you know, <laughs> back into the original pot, you know, that God had made for me. It's not someone else's pot and I don't fit in there. I'm not square that fits into a round hole. So it was uncomfortable. Uh, but in the process, I found that it's a much more snug fit because I'm more strong inside there. Um, it's like, you know, when you put a new plant, the plant, a plant into a pot, you get the compost and you really push it down and then you water it and it's all nice and secure like a new baby. Yeah, a bit like being reborn again. So this is what I think uh, with, with all our life. But I don't know how to put it all into words. Um, okay, so God made everything, okay? And he made you and he made all the animals and, uh, you know, even evil. God is in control of all of that. And so being part of God when you align with God means you're trusting that and his plans for your life. But if you start to not trust God because you maybe aren't being close enough to the Lord or you don't feel that you need God, those sort of things, you can get distracted and really get sidetracked. But if you've been sidetracked and you're sort of trying to find your road back to recovery, I want to give you a quick recipe. Surrender to God. Tell him that it's his will. Uh, tell him that you're sorry if you've gone wrong. Redo the sinner's prayer because we're taking the daily bread and the daily blood, daily sacrifice, yes, we're saved by the blood and this atonement is a regular offering which is an aroma which is pleasing to God. This aroma is your surrender and meekness and humbleness to God, admitting that he is in control and that you are nothing without him and that you are a sinner and that uh, you want to follow his will every day. You have to remind yourself sometimes I think people get saved and then they go off and continue with their life like they haven't been saved. That's because they're not doing a regular repentance. So if you've gone wrong and you're thinking, oh, maybe I just need to realign myself again, that's the best thing. Remember that God's in control. He's put you on earth for a reason, okay? We're only guests. We're only visitors. This is a test. So if this is a test, you really got to make sure that you're following God's will, not your own. Lean not on your own understanding, but in everything, surrender everything to God, who will give you wisdom and understanding and help you navigate your paths. Um, so we've got to remember Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Yeah, let me read it to you. It's such a beautiful thing, this verse. It really is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Proverbs 3, 
colon five to six. Okay, what does this mean? Well, it means that if you've been off doing your own little thing, <laughs> you might very well be leaning on your own understanding because you didn't consult God and you could have gone wrong. Okay, so if you've recognized that that's happened in any um, part aspect of your life, whether it be work, love, family, just take it to God. Um, and you know, you sometimes you'll get hurts as well, and you'll end up in situations, and you'll get upset and hurt and angry, um, and that's all a part of this process of refining you, cutting you back down to size. You see, if you're around circle for the temple which is being rebuilt now and you're a little circle instead of a brick god might have to cut you down and reshape you yeah <laughs> and uh so what i think sometimes happens is that we get saved and then we go off and we think that god is with us for well, my biggest mistake yes was um not realizing the power of my own heart and the desires of my own heart, um, thinking, oh, it's okay, I'm saved and nothing can harm me and no one can hurt me because I have authority over it and I'm uh, a child of God. I've got the Spirit of God inside me and so nothing like this can hurt me. Oh, yeah, but it can. Your heart can trick you. The heart is very wicked. I learned this, but I didn't think it could happen in me. It's very interesting, isn't it? So also never underestimate what can happen in the world. Hmm. So most of this is not in my sermon notes. I can only assume God wants me to talk about it. But remember, no matter what situation you're in, God is in control and he wants you to come to him. Now, he can't help you with anything until you surrender it to him. Yeah, I've spoken to quite a lot of people who are unhappy, whether it be with their work or with their relationships or with family or with um, romance or, you know, marriages and things. You see, God has a way where there is no way. And even if you think, oh, I just don't know what to do, it's those particular situations that God can really work. And it may be that where you are now is as a result of you following the you know desires of your flesh maybe this these things happened before you came to christ or even after uh because um sometimes we can think well this seems right so we go along with it and then you know but people change as well you know in relationships you can meet someone and as you're getting to know them Sometimes they're changing as people because we're always changing, you know. I know that I'm a very different person to 10 years ago. Um, I hardly recognize myself. So it's an ongoing reforming and repotting who you are. And you've got to grow in that new pot. Um, but what I've also found is when you're going through a heartache, <laughs> Satan always comes along and tries to remind you of all your failures in other things that you might have done wrong. So if it's relationships, he'll bring it up. 
Um, it can be random strangers who suddenly start discussing your life and they know your father's name or something like this or whatever. Um, and you know that it's just not a coincidence because I, I really believe that everything in the world is just a test. I really have started to understand this. God is an in control and he, because he can read your hearts and your mind and your spirit and your soul, everything is a test. Um, so some years ago, I just had a flash in my head, so maybe God wants me to talk about this. I, um, I had a lady who I'd befriended at the school with my children and I thought she seemed quite nice and she was having some difficulties in her life and I befriended her and I needed some help with my business and so she came to help me and things. And then she was having problems at home and I let her come and stay with me. And <laughs> you see, I didn't consult God. And I ended up in a very bad situation where this lady actually tried to destroy me. <laughs> but I knew there was something up because I've got spidey senses and I can sense things. Yeah, I'm very sensitive to stuff, very, very sensitive uh, and pick up all sorts of things. I get videos from God and God will show me stuff. So I was getting downloads from the Lord about it and I knew there was something wrong. So. I think it was on the Wednesday. She'd been with me for about two weeks, about a week or so. Yeah, it's about a week or so. Um, and I said to God, oh, I don't know what I, I'm doing. I'm in a mess. I've got this family taking over my home. And, you know, they're just taking and it feels so uncomfortable. Um, and I said, I know something's wrong. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> By Saturday, she was gone because I told God I wanted rid of them. And it wasn't a nice departure, <laughs> but God showed me her true colors. Yes, let's put it that way. And God rescued me. I didn't see a way out because I felt I'd got myself cornered and I hadn't really thought about what I was doing. So if you found yourself in a situation like that, hand it to God because he will he will sort it out uh he's come to my rescue so many times <laughs> so amazing my next heading is your heart mind spirit and soul in mark 12 colon 30 it tells me and you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Romans 12 colon 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Deuteronomy 6 colon 4 to 7, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and these words that I command you today shall be on your hearts you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house 
and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. So basically God wants you to be thinking and talking about him all the time because he's in control of everything. You you see, by what you do, you demonstrate who you are. And so if you're interested in the Lord and you want to please God and follow his will, not your own, then it shows that you are a child of God in your, in the way you conduct yourself. Just like Jesus said, you'll know the people of God by their fruit. And then in John 14, colon 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. In 1 Peter 2, colon 1 to 25, so put away all malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as spirit as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? Because I was only just talking about the round stones. <laughs> you see, what I get from God when I put sermons together, I'm just a normal person like you, okay? I'm nobody special. I'm just a child of God. And, uh, and I share my experiences, what God shows me. And he gives me headings. And then I go away and put together all the bits of scripture that he shows me to put in. And then some of them are blank for me to just talk about. And so I didn't really even read all of this much, really. I just I followed what God showed me. So when I was talking earlier, I hadn't really realized this all connected. So it's very interesting. Okay. Uh, John 14, colon 1 to 31. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may also be. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, how can we know the way? 2 Timothy 2 colon 15 Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of God. You see also when God gives you his word, he's trusting you with it, that you will not rep- misrepresent it and not be an embarrassment, but you'll honor what he wants, and follow his commandments. Hmm. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. The natural person does not accept these the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Romans 8, 1 to 39. Well, no, it's it can't be 1 to 39, just like the other one wasn't. Let me read you what I've got anyway. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of the sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not in according to the flesh but according to the just a second spirit for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit and then we've got Romans 5 colon 5 and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. John 17 colon uh, 1 and what follows. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come, glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is the eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. John 13, colon 34, And new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Mark 12, colon 1 and following. And he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the winepress and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season came, he sent a servant to the tenants to get them some of the fruit of the vineyard. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again he sent them to another sent them another servant, and they struck him on the head and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, and him they killed, and so with many others. Some they beat, and some they killed. Eventually, see, this was a de depiction of Jesus' story. Everything that happens in this world is to glorify God, so that we know that God is real. There's many reasons for this. One, that uh, you put God as number one. Number two, that you believe in God. Number three, you believe in Jesus Christ. Number four, it's God's will, not your will. You know that God is in control and you have faith and you trust in that. You lean not on your own understandings. But in my case, <laughs> I don't really know if this is the right words to express it, but I'll try and express it to you. Hmm. I reached the point where I gave up. And I, I just said, okay, I give up. I give up. Whatever it is, what's going on, I give up. 
I'm sorry if I failed you. I'm sorry if I did something wrong. I'm sorry that I wanted something I shouldn't have wanted. I'm sorry I said things that I shouldn't have said. Please forgive me. I said, please, let it be your will. Let, let me be pleasing to you. And in this way, God has been given authority by me. I've asked him to step in because he loves to show off. God does. He does, really. <laughs> okay, next heading. Your memories slash making memories. Relationships are constructed of memories. So in this way, building your relationship with the Lord should contain memories between the two of you so that you've got things to reminisce about, the good times, just like a love affair. Yes. So if you notice when you fall in love with someone, uh, what happens is you start to fall in love with their mannerisms or their smile or their laugh or little quirky things they say. It might be the way that they clasp their hands together, the way they move their eyes when they're angry. Or, you know, it could be the way that they clench their lips together um, when they're trying not to sneeze or whatever. It could be little things. It could be little things that play through your mind. You know, things that you've done together. And it brings joy to your heart as a good memory. Yeah. So in the same way, you have to build those memories with God so that you've got a history, as in his story, as in the truth, as in Jesus. And so I believe it's all made of memories. So I I found as well, if I'm going through a hard time, what God has always shown me is to make some happy memories. (laughs) So even if you're feeling really down, go and get a bicycle and go for a bicycle ride. Go play tennis or invite your friend over to have dinner or, um, you know, go for a walk, go to the beach, um, drive somewhere, go have a little drive around, pack yourself a picnic and just have a time with the Lord and your Bible. Take yourself out for lunch and bring your Bible with you and get yourself the most glorious slap up meal and just sit and read your Bible and have some time with the Lord. I've had this where one time I I wanted some time with the Lord and he said, I'm going to take you to a new place. And I was like, am I imagining this? And so anyway, hmm. I said, okay, let's go. And I ended up at the most beautiful place. It was a little cafe. And I'd driven past it, but I'd never seen this cafe. But God had said, park here and it's around here. You'll see it. And he said, um, when I walked past it, you could barely notice it. Um, and it had a little outside terraced area. She <laughs> just couldn't see from the road. It's just beautiful. And I went in there and I had the most amazing time. And I met this lady and gentleman there. And I remember having avocado on toast with some bacon and a fried, or no, it was poached egg on the top. You can even remember what I ate. And I met this lovely friend and she hadn't come to God yet, but we'd exchanged details. And yes, as, as it happens, I, 
I um I was outside where I live and I bumped into her and uh, this was about a year ago now anyway as it happens this lovely friend of mine is a singer and uh, so she actually came over yesterday and we had a most lovely dinner and she played her guitar well my guitar um, and uh, we had the most wonderful time so everything is part of God's plan so very beautiful it is mm. and so if I hadn't gone to this place wouldn't have met my new friend who is very very committed to the Lord and only a recent recruit so very interesting and so beautiful very kind lady so you never know even when you meet people if they're going to come to God <laughs> so interesting <clears throat> so basically what I found with God is he's opened my eyes to see him for who he is that uh, he's merciful gracious loving he's righteous he's kind full of truth, he's holy, he's pure, he is everything and we need to make him our everything. Hmm. With my memories of God, there's almost always a verse or a Bible passage that reflects what's happened in my life at that time to create that memory. Yeah, very interesting. And God will always give me verses that help me. So on the the coronation of, um, not Satan, but King Charles, <laughs> on Saturday last week, I was having a bit of a tumble with my life and hearts and things. And uh, I was talking to God about what's really going on and he gave me the uh, king being anointed in the Bible in Samuel uh, when King David was appointed king of Israel and then he also gave me Isaiah 11 which is about a new branch of Jesse and so I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Is this somehow related to King, the King that's come along? And I think it does relate to that. Um, I think there's big changes coming. I do. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I think God's had enough. Hmm. But he's going to let people um, experience what evil is for them to repent and seek him. That's what I think anyway. And then when they seek him, he'll come to the rescue. And uh, because God is the word and it's a relationship, it's about truth as well. Words of truth, they become treasures to us while we are walking and talking and go spelling as in the gospel because we're speaking the words and it's transforming us so I believe as you read the words they go in your eyes 
through into your DNA and they are processed and they change who you are and your vibration. They change your DNA because they go through your pineal gland as in Jacob was renamed Israel, which is real. And also he named the place Pineal. And then also the Ark of the Covenant and the Ark of Noah and King Solomon's temple are all shaped the same as the pineal. Hmm. Very interesting it is. So we're all abiding in the Lord in order for us to be according to his will and his word because we're also letters of the word. We're held in his strength and he changes us, he purges us, he fills us and he encourages us but he fights for us too and he walks before us in everything we do. This is why he says, do not fear because I am with you. It's about trusting and handing our hearts to him and not being begrudging about it. <laughs> you got to want to do it. You are holy, yeah, because God is holy. And it's all about praising God. <laughs> Let's read you what it says. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Psalm 23, 22 colon 3. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 colon 4 to 5 On the day I called you, on the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. Psalm 138 colon 3 he gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Isaiah 40, 29. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it, as for hidden treasure, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasure, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 2 colon 1 to 6. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 147 colon 3. Ah, just a quick thing. If you don't take your, bar your hurt heart to God, what will happen is you will end up not quite fixing it yourself, yeah? You'll just, um, you'll just plaster over it like a band-aid, but there'll still be a, a problem. That's why you've got to take it to God. Because also, when the heart is hurt, there's often pain and resentment, and you hold grudges. The heart is very, uh, very naughty. It likes to have its own mind. That's why you've got to hand it over to God in everything. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Psalm 27, colon 8. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. 
Psalm 14, colon 2. So you know that God is always looking around. He's looking for people who are searching to please him and be children of God. You know, he said to David, you're the apple of my eye. We want to be like David. David was beautiful, a very kind man he was. My next heading is, what is real? What did Jesus mean when he said, I am the light of the world? John 8, colon 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of their life. Light of life, John 8, colon 12. Jesus speaks from God and for God and as God. Apart from Jesus, we live in darkness. We have limited capacity to understand who we are or what we see in the world. The beauty of our humanity is still evident. Because, you see, the way I see it is God is manifesting his kingdom on earth through his spirit inside you, if you allow it to happen. But it has to be his will. (laughs) Ah, dear. Um, Okay. My next section is truth. So Jesus is the rock and the light and the life and the word and everything living and everything real. And that is why Jacob was called Israel, as I've already said. Yeah? But I also think, you know, when he keeps saying, oh, you know, wake up from your stupor, everybody. It's so related to what happened in Genesis. When God made Eve, he put Adam to sleep. And in the same way, he's put us to sleep while the bride is made. But we also need to want to wake up. We want to be awake. And we have to seek to please God and to follow God. So then he can then he can give you all the wisdom, which is why obviously you want to be put all those verses in. It also means that everything that is not true is a lie and therefore doesn't exist. Because if God is the truth and the only way, and it's his story and it is real then anything that is a lie is not real, as in the devil is dead, lived backwards, therefore he's not real. Lies don't exist, so they're not real. So we can manifest the kingdom of God on earth if we're real and true, because the truth will set us free. See? That's why Jesus was proclaiming the kingdom of God, I believe. Hmm. My next heading is, I have the power, elect. If you notice, the word elect is similar to electricity. When you are elect of God, you have all the power of God inside you. You have the authority as long as you are part of the light um, and saved by the blood of Christ to cast out demons and darkness and Satan and death. You have authority over everything that is not part of the light because you're in the light. That's why Jesus said, The eyes are the window to your soul and your heart. And if there's any darkness inside your eyes, because they're the window, um, then how deep is the darkness? So you've got to always, every day, repent, seek God, so that you don't get any darkness, hatred, 
resentment, jealousy, anger, pain. Because we all get pain. I found it. People say things. And I'm very sensitive, especially since I've been reborn. And uh, I'm a funny bean. I really am. <laughs> and people can say things and I get quite hurt. And I'm not made of stone. So things can really hurt me. And um, so I just have to surrender it to God. Because otherwise my heart gets upset. It's <laughs> so interesting it is. It's like I'm two people in there. Got to fight um, with love and prayer all the time. But you are real if you're part of Christ and you are true because the truth will set us free. Yeah. It's about history also, as in his story and not believing any lies, but believing only the truth. If you start to believe lies, then you get swept away and you stop following the way of the truth. That's why you've got to be careful who you hang around with. Hmm. My next setting is no matter what, remember God is in control even if someone has hurt you. God knows everything and it could just be a test. So it's interesting, I was just talking about this as well. So I've had it where, like I say, been hurt and when you have pain in your heart, it's um, it's hard to process because it is actually a physical pain. And it's hard to know what to do because you can't get rid of it. It's not like you can run your finger under a cold tap and get rid of that pain. And it can be really, really sticky. I call it sticky pain. It's like dirty almost it's like you can feel it's like congealed blood and it aches and it throbs and it's heavy and if you've gone through a really horrible separation or something then you wake up in the morning and you wake up and the first thing you remember is that you've had this big separation with whatever the person is and your heart can ache and miss that person and confuse you and all of those things because the heart is made up of its own structure, it's got its own mind and thinking. But it's very hard to know how to get rid of pain. And what I found the only way to do that is, like I was saying, about making new memories and creating new experiences that will give you peace and joy. But do it for the Lord and with the Lord. So that's what I found has helped in my situations where I've had my heart hurt. <laughs> um, because I think the old way would be I'd just ignore it, you know, and I'd just try and pretend it's not there. But it gets worse if you do it like that. So it's better if you hand it to Jesus and you say, I, I don't know what's going on here, but I need you to deal with it. But if someone has caused you pain and you're missing them, often this is just a, because it's like a drug is love or lust. And so you crave it 
And so it's like that, you, you need a feed. And you're, you, you get confused because even though there might have been a lot of unhappy times, you start, your heart will play games and it'll give you happy memories. You get all confused. And remember, confusion is from the evil one. So what you can do is write a list of pros and cons and this will also help you see it because the emotions sometimes very hard to put into words but um, creating happy new memories and don't let anybody make you unhappy no one has the right to make you unhappy nobody yeah if you look at uh, any relationship in your life, if you're in it and it is making you unhappy, then this is not God's will for you. It is time for you to go and sit and chat with God. Go and have a good cry. Pour your heart out. Trust God. It doesn't matter how impossible it might seem, but God can sort everything out. He really can. Yeah, that's what I believe. It's like I met someone who was having a relationship with a lady who had children from another man. And anyway, he was very, very upset because he couldn't actually bring up his own child with her the way he wanted to. Because now he had a union with someone that had another union with someone else still and so this is what has happened in society today is people have been led to believe that the bible needs to it doesn't need to be followed that's what they think so getting married and getting divorced and all these things and sleeping around and getting people pregnant and having babies with people is no big deal it is a very big deal if you're going to yoke with someone physically you have a bond through your sexual intercourse, actually. And it makes you very, very close to that person because God made you that way. So those two parts join together and you become one. And God refers to this like his covenant with us. So if we uh, commit adultery or we, we don't hold it in high esteem, and um, give it acknowledgement for the importance of what it is, like getting married and sexual intercourses and relationships and things, then this demeans God's laws and it means you don't truly follow God. You're following the ways of the pagans. So interesting it is. So. That's how your heart can be broken, but also in friendships when you befriend people and maybe you do stuff for them and you find out that they're just using you, yeah? That can hurt also. But let it all be according to God's purpose and will for your life so that when you are in pain, you can take it to God and you can say, hey, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I've got this pain this person's hurt me. Like for me, 
I never thought anyone could hurt me anymore. I really didn't. <sighs> but I was surprised when they, when people were able to hurt me. And so don't put yourself in a position where you can allow yourself to get hurt. So I do a checklist now. Um, uh, in this checklist, you can write all the things that are acceptable to you in a friendship, in the workplace, in a, in a romance, you know, all the tick box. And you need to be firm with it. And you need to seek God in everything, no matter what decision, whether it's a work decision or, you know, a family decision. Now for me, I don't celebrate pagan festivals or any Mother's Day things and birthdays and all that nonsense, yeah, because it's not pleasing to God, because it shows that I follow pagan ways. So again, if I have lustful relationships with people, um, that shows that I'm joining up with the pagan ways and I'm not part of God's kingdom anymore. Same with friendships. Don't yoke yourself with people who don't truly follow God. Try and help people, but don't get too close because wolves look like sheep. <laughs> Slight distraction there. <laughs> but it, it could happen to anybody. You can be on this on this war path for years. Finding, you know, I found it. There's so many people I know who are unha unhappy. And they stay with someone because they can't afford not to be with someone financially. Well, this is wrong, very wrong. Let me tell you. I met a lady once. Uh, I had uh, an estate agent uh, in town some years ago, and uh, I had a lady come in, and she'd just arrived. I think it was from Bristol. And she said, oh, have you got any rooms? I said, no, no. I said, not the moment. I said, um, and then we did have one come in, and then I spoke to her again. I said, so what's your situation, diddly-dum, and all that stuff? She said, oh, I was in this dreadful relationship. I realized I just wasn't happy. So I packed my stuff um, and uh, got on the next train out of there. <laughs> I was like, wow. I said, you're brave. She said it was actually really easy. And she said um, my my employer um, had a branch in, in the area, so uh, they said that they'd probably be able to get me a job at the local branch here. I was like, oh, well. So by the, uh, I think by the end of the week, she had a place to live and also a job, and her whole life had changed. And she'd come in and pay her rent and whatever, and always, she always looked very happy. Um, she changed all her hair and all this. She dressed really well. I remember thinking, I was saying, you look really happy. She's, I'm very happy. For now, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm making myself happy. Because, you know, that's the other thing. God wants you to be happy. He does. If you're unhappy, it's probably because you're not following God's will. Because it's only difficult if it's not God's will. So sometimes you have to cut your cloth. Um, you know, I haven't got a lot. 
but um, everything I do have, God gives to me, and um, I'm very grateful for it. Um, I do struggle, uh, but I pray every day, and uh, when I need extra help, God helps me. And so, whatever your situation, there's always a way to fix it. There really is. God will help you fix it. Really, I believe this. If you're in a marriage that is unhappy, then you've got to go back to God and see if this union was part of his plan and what can you do to make sure that the road is cleared and no more obstacles are in the way. And it might mean that people have to change. And if they are not of God, then you have to take it to God again and go, well, what can I do? This union isn't, isn't right. Only God can help you decide. Really? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So, no matter what has happened in your life, God is refining us all down. Because this is just a test down here. The earth is an anagram for the heart, and God is love. So, I mean, you know, it's got to be a test down here on the heart, which you're told is wicked, <laughs> deceitful. So you've basically got to surrender to God's will so that he can make his love and his heart manifest in you because he gives you the new heart. You throw the old one away. And uh, and with the new heart comes all the new laws which are written on it. If you accept God's new heart that he gives you. Hmm. My next setting is speaking God's language in the kingdom of God. It, there is a way that you speak in, a, in his language. It's one language and it's the language of truth. That is why Enoch was translated to the heavens because he was friends with God and he spoke the truth. <laughs> Notice the word translated. Yes, so very interesting, I think. It's all in the words. Because the Lord is the Alpha and the Omega and the ABC and the XYZ, He is the beginning and the end. Once you know the truth, you you will be set free. You, once you know the end, you will know the beginning. <laughs> so very interesting, isn't it? Well, also, God wants to execute His will. What does that mean? Well, Jesus had to die in order for the will to be executed, for the inheritance to be given out. So Jesus sowed his seed, which is the, on the earth. Yeah, and now those seeds are sprouting, ready to claim their inheritance. And the harvest here is here. So we want to be sure that we are part of the harvest that is the wheat, not the weeds. Not to be confused with weeds, because we're hanging around with weeds. But also everything on earth is a mirror reflection of what is in heaven. This reality is not as you know it. I don't believe there's only one truth, and that is Jesus. And uh, have you noticed everything in Hollywood is lights, camera, action, and it's a mirage, and it's an image. It's canon, yeah? 
That's why it's Canon is called Canon. The first camera was called Canon because the Bible is called a Canon. <laughs> That's so interesting it is. Okay. But we want to be joined together to Christ in love, in unity. And this joins us all together, even though we may not be together. We are together in the spirit. And this way, the kingdom of God is manifest on earth. We also can't claim our inheritance until everything has happened according to God's will. So there might be clauses on the will that you have to fulfill in order for you to be an, an inheritor and written in the book of life. That's why you're probably here. So, um, he will test you. That's the way I look at it. Because your deeds here, like every step you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. <laughs> As God says, you're writing your own deeds for your own inheritance. So very interesting. All for the heritage and the sovereignty of God. Okay. Um, so also truth is about being sure. Yeah, when you are safe and you are sure of who you are in Christ and you're doing everything according to God's will and his glorious plan for your life, that you're a sinner and it's only through God that you can be made perfect, not through your own will and desires. It really helps you to understand that God loves you so much. You know, he's up there watching you, assessing you, seeing what's in your heart. And, you know, I mean, since he's got access to all your thoughts and feelings and everything, don't you think it's just better if you just start talking to him? Just go, okay, I know you can, <laughs> you can see everything. Yeah, I can, I know you're watching me right now. <laughs> Oh dear, I didn't like that. I thought something bad of that person. Oops, sorry about that. I just have a little bit of a giggle with God about it sometimes. I go, oops, sorry about that. <laughs> oh dear, sorry. Uh, I remember driving around in my car a couple of weeks back. I was saying to God, oh, I don't know what to do. My heart wants this. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's from you. I don't know whether you've done this. And... Um, it was confusing. And uh, it's very interesting what God can do. He can also take all your desires away if they're not meant to be. Hmm. The other thing is if someone's hurt you, yeah, and um, they're not following God, you know, sometimes we get angry with them, yeah, okay. This is the old way. Something I've also realized is when I get hurt, I only really care about me and my feelings. And uh, and it isn't just about you and your feelings. It's about the other person or other people and their feelings. And um, so you've got to pray for them. Because also, when they come to God and are joined to Christ, they'll become not a threat to you, not an enemy, but they'll become a brother and sister in Christ. 
So in this way, God's will is also manifest. But God is in control of everything. Remember, it's about memories as well. I believe it is. Making those memories with God. Special memories that mean something to you and to him. Hmm. Next heading is his majesty and not your own. Um, I've already covered this. God's in control. He has a plan for your life. It's all a test. I've already covered all of that. Ah, yeah, you need to be strengthened because also it's a bit like building right the walls around you, a bit like Jerusalem, yes, in the Bible, and gates, yes, and only opening those gates to the right people um, because your flesh is a bit like a wall around you to your spiritual side and your soul. So if you let things in through your eyes, and mouth and other entry points, it can penetrate your soul. Isn't that interesting? So be careful. Remember they hated Jesus, so they will hate you also. <laughs> so interesting it is. <laughs> also, remember that Jesus came for the sinners and he will take you as you are. It's just a case of surrendering and remembering God is in control. Be careful who you try and rescue. Yeah, as I've said before, they could easily be wolves dressed as sheep. Um, and also in my next setting is Satan's entry and temptations. And they come through sinning and lies, lusts of the heart, deceit, um, Satan will try and trap you so that you do something wrong and then you'll feel like you're rejected by God. Yeah? And then you won't be sure of your salvation. Okay. If you do anything wrong, you just need to surrender it to God. And you do need to repent and you need to change. Because God didn't save you so that you could carry on behaving in a lust lustful fleshly way he changed you gave you a whole new life a new heart and gave you a new birth so that you got a new start a fresh clean slate so don't muddy it up make it dirty because Jesus can't die twice as well we, we do get led astray um, but our spirit inside us if we truly have been reborn needs to be given authority in your life and you need to surrender over to God and just say, it's your will, not mine. Um, so I think anyway. Hmm. Um, what else have we got? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've already done that. We are reborn. Uh, hmm. Got battle of the sexes. Yeah, I've already do- talked briefly about that. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yes. Um, it, that's why a man has a pointy thing and a woman has a hole. Because together they become one flesh. And this is part of God's glorious plan. Not so that you can unify yourself with many thousands of different people. 
No. Mm -mm. It'll confuse you. Um, and it'll mess with your head and your heart and your soul and your spirit. All of it will get affected. Um, God's measure and slash plumb line is very important. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Isaiah 40 colon 12. Uh, God is infinite, unbound by limits. He defies measurements of any kind. His limitlessness, yeah, his limitlessness underlies all of the attributes. His power, knowledge, love, and mercy are not merely great, but are they are infinitely so, measurelessly so. No one can place any aspect of who God is on a scale or against a yardstick. So God cannot be measured. One of my favorite hymns speaks of measurelessness. <laughs> so, could we fill, this is the hymn here. Could we, we with ink the ocean fill? And were the skies of parchment made? We every stalk on earth a quill. And every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. So my next heading is regular offerings. So this is regular repentance, regular every day. I do the sinner's prayer every day because Jesus is the daily bread and the daily sacrifice. So I believe that we should be doing that every day. Regular meekness, regular humbleness, coming to the Lord every time. Yeah, and he has a much better for your, plan for your life than you do because God is in control. In Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Esther 4, 14, Perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Yeah. So, hmm. we've got to realize that the heart is so easily led astray. Please. My next thing is His Majesty, not your own. Everything needs to be for God's glory. He is a jealous God. <laughs> he is. And uh, certainly in my case, God is very much in control of my life. <laughs> I believe it. In fact, I find it quite funny. I do. And then I know God likes that. But I find it funny. <laughs> anyway, it's all a test. Um, okay, what else have I got? Um Oh yes, I'm nearly there now. Romans eight colon twenty eight. And we know that 
for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Psalm 33, colon 11, the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purpose of his heart through all generations. Jeremiah 1, colon 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet of the nations. 2 Peter 3, colon 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Just as I was saying earlier, everything that's happening in your life is giving you more and more opportunity to build your memories and your confidence and your strength and faith in God's grace and love and mercy for you because you're a sinner and he loves you and he has a plan for you <laughs> you know it's crazy isn't it mm-hmm. I will uh, Psalm 32 8 colon 8 I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go I will counsel you with my eye upon you He's watching you, eh? Everything you're doing, so amazing. Proverbs 3, colon 5 to 6, lean not on your own understanding. Yeah, in all your ways submit to him and make, and he will make your path straight. Sometimes also God shuts doors to open doors in all situations, family, work, uh, love, all those things, yeah. Also, in the psychology of it also. So if you think of your brain or your psychology in your head, you've got so many filing cabinets and departments all right, and rooms, and they're filled with all sorts of feelings and emotions and all these things. And we can bury things in there. Mm. So if we've got all these different rooms, we've got different parts of ourselves that we haven't even explored yet, I think. That's why things happen too in your sort of emotional life, God might shut certain doors. So do you go and you have to learn new parts about yourself that you didn't even know existed because God's letting those parts of you develop and that makes you stronger in who you are. Hmm. Also, rejection can also be protection. Okay, I found this many times when I felt rejected by someone because I wasn't good enough for them. It's always God's protection every single time. And let me tell you, I've had my fair share of rejection, okay? And it's one thing I can't stand, being rejected. And it that has been one thing that really helps me, is knowing that what you want isn't always what God wants for you. And in the way he shows that, is he takes people out of your life that aren't meant to be in your life, people who are toxic, People are no good for your plan with that God has for you. And so everybody's got a plan according to God's will. And if that plan doesn't match with yours, you could be in a conflict and you could be going against God's wishes. So God will quite often come in and remove them from your life. And it can hurt and he can get them to reject you. It can even happen with family. I've had it all, okay? <laughs> um, but also nothing happens by accident either. That's the other thing I want you to know. 
It really isn't an accident that you're listening to this. It isn't an accident that, you know, the world is as it is, okay? I say when this all kicked off, it was God's way of saying, wake up 2020 vision, you know, see, come and see. Because it is a revelation and an unveiling which only happens before the altar of the Lord, either to a bride or to the people praying. And God reveals himself like he did to Moses. You know, what's interesting about Moses is the more time he spent with God, the more radiant he became. And he started shining that people couldn't even look at Moses' face because it was shining so brightly. That's why it's also important to see God's presence. Because in the old days, we we didn't have that ability. Now we can do that, no matter who we are. And uh, God loves you. So there's actual no special ranking. We're all equal. There's no more prophets. It's so interesting, it is. Hmm. And um, I think that pretty much comes covers everything. There was one thing where, at uh, when I was asking God to help me with things, what God showed me is, He showed me that verse that says, "You will not live on bread alone." but on every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And that's when Jesus is tempted in the wilderness by Satan. Yeah? And that's what Jesus said to him. So if you're in the wilderness and you are in the temptation, that message is for you also. You will not live on bread alone, but you will live on the word of God that proceedeth out of the word out of God's mouth why is it proceed because it is the seed of God the word is the seed of God that's why Jesus talks about the seeds as God's message and the gospel is out there it's go spell and that's manifesting God's word on earth as it is in heaven as in the kingdom of God has come upon you And everything is according to God's plan because God is in control. And he is. And he loves you. And I love you too. So I think that brings me to a close. Uh, It's Aisha from God FM. You can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome. Ah, BitChute, YouTube, Rumble for our videos. I tend to do videos a lot now. Um, And if you wish to contact us, please do admin at godfm.org.uk. And the other thing uh, is that we're on Telegram on several platforms, GodFM News, GodFM Bible School, GodFM Media, GodFM Sermons, God's Homeschool, and, um, you know, there's lots of chat facilities on there. It's a really good platform. I really recommend it. Hmm. Um, So, (sighs) everything is according to God's will. As long as you know that, you'll have no anxiety, you'll have no fear, and when someone hurts you, you'll know everything is God's will. So as long as you surrender to God, because He is the author and the authority above everything, He's the He's your guy, He's the chief. You go to Him, yeah, King of Kings, King of Glory. Hmm. 
Let's close with a sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know you are the Son of God, and I know I'm a sinner. I wish to follow you. Please forgive me for my sins and wash me clean with your blood. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons or any tarot readers or Ouija boards or any pagan festivals or anything evil, I ask that you break those chains and release me from bondage and set me free from any generational curses, past, present and future for me and my family. Break those chains and remove those curses. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. If I've done anything wrong recently that isn't according to your will, I ask that you point it out and forgive me and show me the best way to change. Help me to forgive others as you've forgiven me and help me on this narrow path because I know you don't like double-minded and you don't like people who don't stick to your word and get distractions. Keep me on your path and let me be pleasing to you, Father. Let it be your will, not my will, and let your footsteps go proceed with me and everything I do. Pray right now in the name of Jesus. Any illness also? I cast it out. I have authority over demons, the darkness, Satan and his cronies. I have authority in the blood because I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. I'm a child of God. And so I cast it all out in the name of Jesus. And I ask you also to provide all our needs financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in the hearts, mind, soul, and all our needs for somewhere to live, job, income. Let us not be an embarrassment to you. Let us shine the light of Jesus Christ that others may also come to Christ and let the demons flee and be petrified, I pray, in the name of Jesus. I pray that anyone listening to this will feel renewed and full of strength, full of the joys and peace and harmony and grace and love of Christ, that your cup will be filled right up and you'll be buzzing just to please the Lord and do his will, not your own, and that you'll know that God is in control and that will give you peace in your mind, heart and spirit and soul. In Jesus' mighty name, this is Aisha from God FM. I love you all. And this is the end of the sermon. God is in control. Take care. God bless you.